Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 118, which we are recording on Thursday, July 7th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're coming to you today from the beautiful Santa Cruz Yacht Harbor, where we are sitting watching the incredibly peaceful reflection on the glimmering water. We started out overlooking one of our favorite beaches and it was just way too crowded. So we moved locations. Middle of summer people. So of course the beaches are going to be crowded. Fourth of July week here in the U.S. So very crowded in Santa Cruz, very boisterous, and this is much more peaceful. So, oh, (laughs) (laughs) what are you wearing, Charlene? I am not wearing right now, but I do want to tell you a little bit about a sweater that I have been wearing almost constantly since I finished it. You guys have heard about it before as the unnamed test knit that I was doing for Elizabeth Doherty. She released the pattern this week and it is called Donner. It's a linen pullover knit in a slightly striped stitch pattern, not striped as in different colors. The stitch pattern is is somewhat striped so a textured stripe and it's a three-quarter sleeve I guess yeah below the elbow so three-quarter sleeves I would call it pullover with nice little details including Elizabeth's signature braid across the back and it's knit top down really fun to knit and Charlene's is beautiful and her finished object pictures are (laughs) fabulous she looks so good in it I knit mine in Knit Picks Lindy Chain, which is a yarn that I actually used last summer for a tank top that I knit. And I liked it when I knit the tank top, but this time I actually treated the yarn a little bit differently instead of blocking it in the traditional way. Elizabeth had suggested that the yarn that she used in the pattern which is a hundred percent linen yarn, she had suggested that I try washing and drying, in which when I say drying, that means throwing the garment or swatch into the dryer and running it through the dryer. She suggested I'd give that a try. And it's a swatch, why not? It's a treatment that's different than what the label calls for, but it worked so well. I have to tell you, the fabric turned out so lovely and soft and nice. I absolutely love it. In addition to the fact that blocking a garment by washing (laughs) and throwing it in the dryer and washing and throwing it in the dryer is so easy compared to washing and pinning and measuring. It almost sounds luxurious. Oh, I get to throw this in the washer and the dryer. Oh my gosh. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And like linen fiber tends to do when it's woven into a garment the I I do find that my garment a little ambient noise there (laughs) dog walkers (laughs) super cute chocolate lab too I do find that my garment grows a little bit as I wear it which really isn't a problem because the garment is slightly oversized but when I wash it and throw it back in the dryer again it kind of sucks it back up and tightens up the stitches again, and then it stretches again. I've washed it a couple times because I really have been wearing this a lot, a lot. It's the perfect garment to throw on in the evenings. I love it. Fabulous. Yeah, I love it. So Gail's going to make one too. Yes, and I will talk about that when we get to what am I knitting, because I alluded to this in our group about a week ago and everybody was asking me so what is this sweater that you're talking about so mysteriously it's the donner and i think i'm going to make another i did purchase yarn to make another because mine is in a deep purple of course no no not purple (laughs) and i keep thinking i really should make one that's a lighter summer color and you purchased more Lindy Chain for that? I did. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, how about you? What are you wearing? Well, I'm not wearing any knitwear at the moment. I'm actually dressed as if I'm going to work because we've had extracurricular activities with the city of Santa Cruz lately. So I had a meeting with the city of Santa Cruz Oh, today. you had another one. Another one. And I have been wearing, though, my Armand sweater a lot lately. It has been extremely foggy in Santa Cruz lately, and foggy like from 
dawn through early to mid afternoon, which is longer in the day than the fog usually hangs around my house. So I've been wearing a worsted weight sweater through most of the day. Wow. And I love my Armand sweater. It is really one of my most worn and favorite sweaters knit in Malabrigo Rios. And it's a free pattern from Knitty by the designer Andy Satterland. And it's just a fabulous sweater. It's very simple, top-down construction with set-in sleeves. And I used Elizabeth Doherty's set-in sleeve technique on that sweater. And it fits me really well. And it's a beautiful gray, so it goes with everything. And I just really love it. So that's what I've been wearing the most lately. And I did also want to mention two things. I got my sling off. So my shoulder is recovering very, very well. Thank you to all of you who have been asking. And I'm starting physical therapy and my shoulder is very sore right now because I've been using it and I'm super happy. So the the whole surgery and recovery has been a rousing success. And I wanted to explain some of my absence on Ravelry lately. So generally throughout the week, I am pretty active in our group and I had a job change, which I haven't really mentioned on air yet. I've mentioned it a couple times in the threads, but I got a lateral promotion and I'm now not just in training, but also in marketing. So I've been really, really busy with work in a good way. So when you see pages of my responses, like (laughs) I get caught up on the colors of fall thread and they're like two pages of just my responses, please just scroll through my responses because I like to you know, comment on everybody's cool projects that they're doing and their cool yarn and everything. But it's probably getting a little old to see my avatar over and over and over <laughs> like that. So that's why that's happening. So just a little update. And moving on, what have you been stocking? Okay, so I have been stocking a couple of things as usual. First thing I'm stocking, and I don't think we've talked about this one. It's another shawl from Hohi Locatelli called Party on My Needles. It's a fun shawl. The sample is done in three colors. Yep. (laughs) Really lovely. But, you know, just like any other shawl or Hohi shawls, you could do it in many colors. Three colors, four colors, or stripeish colors. Another good possible project for leftovers, I think. Mm -hmm. It also seems to play great with speckled and multicolored yarns, which are really always fun to play with. And I'm stocking it just because I love patterns like that. I love seeing the projects start to come in for Mm -hmm. patterns like that because they're always so creative always there's always somebody who has figured out some beautiful usage of yarn far more creative than anything I would have ever thought of our friend Sarah a spell of winter who Mm -hmm. lives in the UK she did one and she used colors that match her puntia sweater by Hoki so she has a beautiful purple border on hers that goes with her puntia sweater and Again, a combination I never would have done, but it's completely her, and it looks so good. So one of the creative pieces. Take a look at that. And also, speaking of Hohi, especially three color shawls. So Robbie, photo knit gal Mm -hmm. for Colors of Fall, just cast on a three color Hohui, and she used three Madeline Tosh grays. Did you see her three grays? Silver fox. I don't remember exactly what the other two are, but it's beautiful. (laughs) Oh, so. gorgeous those three grades are just going to look beautiful together yeah Yeah, that sounds nice so the second thing that i've been stocking another shawl our our episodes (laughs) have been really shawl heavy (laughs) for the summer of shawls it is is the shawl society second installment by helen stewart now she has a little shawl club going i don't know is it just summer or beyond summer? I, I think I it's beyond remember. summer because I want to say that she has six That's patterns. That's what I thought I'm pretty too. sure. I so couldn't guarantee that. Several though. months, you pay up front one price and you receive all of the shawls that are released in this grouping called Shawl Society. And the second shawl that she just released is a design based on, she says, an Egyptian carving of a powerful scarab beetle with wings outstretched to provide shelter and protection from harm 
I thought that was kind of cool it's, because you can think of your shawl as being your wings providing you yep. protection or providing you shelter and protection from harm. I kind of liked that idea. And she has a link on the pattern page to the actual piece of artwork that I think it's in an Australian museum. So the scarab beetle, it's like a carving maybe. Yeah, um, I don't so, remember. Yeah, you can, if you want to see the exact inspiration for yeah. the shawl. It's yeah. pretty cool. So this one is a triangular shawl with alternating garter lace and rib sections it takes about 640 yards according to the pattern page so i'm kind of waiting to see how the folks who started it first because you know somebody's going to finish it within a day um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of waiting to see how many yards people are really using to finish the shawl because i have a couple of skeins that are 600 yards Oh, and I think it'd be great to use one of those 600 yard shawls. And I'm thinking that even if I can't quite finish the shawl with 600 yards, I wouldn't mind doing the edging in a right. second color of a leftover because it's fingering weight. We all have a little bit of fingering weight leftover that we could use for an edging. And sometimes, well, when I have a 600 yard skein, I always want to find a project that will use the, mm -hmm. the majority of yeah. it. You know, I don't want to make a shawl, a 400 yard skein, for example, with a 600 yard skein. I want to 400 make, yard shawl with a 600 yard skein. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I get it. I don't want to make a project that's going to use two thirds of the skein. I want to make right. a project that's going to use the majority or all of the skein. And so I think for this one, if you happen to have a 600 yard skein it might be a good use and then if you need a little more you can do the edging in a second color well i know that one of her samples was all one color and one of her samples was two colors yeah so she yeah. had kind of alternated sections i mm -hmm. think on one of them so there were stripes so again yeah so you can be creative with the 600 yard skein you could easily work in a second color that's that's leftover. true i could work it in anywhere yeah yeah, exactly. Or even multiple colors with the stripes yeah. if you wanted. That could get yeah. really creative. So like you said, seeing the projects get yeah. finished and seeing what people so do. So I'm will be curious fun. to see. I'm going to be watching before I start because I, I want to make this one also. Well, and it's the Summer of Shawls and it's brought to you by Helen Stewart. <laughs> and you'll know why in a moment. <laughs> okay. And then the third thing that I'm stocking is a really cute little pattern. Something that we've talked about a lot on our podcast is the Rose City Roller Socks. Oh yeah. You're doing knitting a pair? I'm not knitting a pair. Oh, you're stocking. But Sorry. I'm stocking another pattern by Mara Briner, who wrote the Rose City Rollers. Have you seen this one? It's called the Rose City Rollers Littles. Yeah, for little it, feet. Yeah, it takes the pattern down to a newborn size. So oh, how so awesome cute. is that? Yeah, and on her pattern page on Ravelry, she has examples made with lots of little leftover bits, mm, multicolored socks, and they're really cute. Really, well, really cute. And you could even use single-ply sock yarn or single ply fingering weight yarn for the littles because they're not walking right. yet. So they're not going to put holes in them. Yeah. So that opens up a whole nother realm That's of leftover true. possibilities. That's true. She has two other new patterns too, like Saturday matinee, I want to say, which are similar to the Rose city rollers, but they have lace on the top and then jellies. I don't remember the name of the third pattern, but it's another similar anklet sock mm -hmm. that she just released recently i know because i bought them because they're <laughs> they're super cute i like them a lot her patterns are really and they're super easy to knit yeah didn't carol cast on a pair too i think our friend carol did yes too. she yeah. did she bought i want to say she maybe bought a speckled yarn i can't remember but she i think she is using a, a speckled yeah, we had, oh, we should interrupt with our Madeline Tosh update. Oh, our local yarn store, the Swiss <laughs> Stitch. Charlene texted me and said, we got the Madeline Tosh order in. And I went down to see Charlene as quickly thereafter as I could. She had unpacked a box and it was covering the couch, like two rows deep. Fun to unpack. Two, two skeins high and just beautiful. There was Tosh sock. There was Tosh Merino light. There was vintage. I don't know what else, but there were some of the most beautiful dye lots of some colors. 
And Carol was there, our friend Carol, who is Love Pie on Ravelry. And it was so much fun to stand there and just try not to actually literally drool on the montage. (laughs) It was fantastic. Those are like magical moments as a knitter. When you can see all the beautiful things right Mm -hmm. before your very eyes. Yeah. Sorry, I just remembered that and I had to share it with everybody. <laughs> well, that's fine because that was actually my last stocking. Okay. What are you stocking? So I'm stocking a couple things and surprisingly, none of them are shawls. Oh, good. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so I'm stocking a sweater pattern called Carpino by the designer Carol Feller. And surprisingly enough, Kate Pricey, Kate on Ravelry, she just is knitting one right now in a beautiful tealy turquoise color. She just posted a picture of it in our group the other day. And the sweater is really beautiful. It's a top down. The front of it is all lace and the back and the arms are stockinette. And I haven't done enough research to tell you what type of sleeves it has. I mean, they're three quarter length, but I don't know if they're set in or what the actual shoulder construction is, but it's a beautiful sweater. It's been in my queue for quite a long time. And with Charlene's recent rediscovery of our Holtzgarn Coast (laughs) yarn, I have have several sweater quantities of that, but they will work for this particular sweater. So I just have to decide what color I want and do a swatch, but I think it would be a perfect sweater. And Kate said, I asked her if she's enjoyed knitting it, and she said that the yarn she's using, even though it's a fingering weight sweater, Mm -hmm. even though it's fingering weight yarn, it's going to be very warm. So she said that hers will not necessarily be a transitional piece. It will be mostly cold weather wear versus a friend of hers knit one in a loftier yarn. And she's wearing it, I think now during the summer when it's chilly. So she said, pay close attention to the yarn you use. Mm -hmm. So I think for us with the coast yarn, it could probably be a year round garment Mm -hmm. depending on what you wear beneath it. So that's Carpino. And I think it's a six or $7 download off of Ravelry. So really, really pretty, very, it's, just feminine enough, but it's still a pullover sweater, so it kind of has that casual feeling to it. So, really like that one. And the second one I'm stalking is called Kate's Poncho. It's a pattern by Nice and Knit, which is the designer Kara Stanley, and I think that one's five or six dollars to download off of Ravelry. It's a worsted weight poncho that has a textured stitch cowl type turtleneck to it. And then it has like raglan shaping, raglan style shaping to give it the poncho shape. And that textured stitch goes down the center of the back and I think the center of the front and the rest is just plain stockinette. And I won on Susan B. Anderson's Yowza shawl. I think it was any of her shawl patterns. She had a knit along last year and I won some infinite twist, beautiful yarn and it's their base called halo and it's a beautiful grain that's lush meadow. Oh, so it could be colors of fall. And with my newfound love of ponchos, it's just really calling to me and I have the pattern. I have the yarn. So that could be something that pops onto my needles unexpectedly because it would be such a quick knit in worsted weight. I think the pattern calls for 660 yards, but I only have, 550 or something so I'd have to figure out how to make that work and not make it be too short yeah Yeah. so that's the only thing that has stopped me from swatching and progressing with that but we'll see it's super cute and then that designer also when I was stalking her other patterns she has another poncho called Bowden and it's color work at the top and it's super cute so like the yoke has some color work in it I think it was either three or four colors and it's really simple, and it was just really cute, too. Mm. It's like, oh, look, she has two really cute poncho patterns. So a new-to-me designer, Kara Stanley. So those are the ones I'm stocking right now. Okay. So what are you knitting lately? I'm knitting right now. Gail mentioned the Coast yarn. I'm knitting something in the Coast yarn again. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just finished a project, which you'll hear about in a little bit, and picked up another color of it because I was enjoying knitting with it so much so I went right into another project with the same yarn the coast which is the 5050 merino cotton fingering weight and I am knitting a lightweight cardigan for hohi it's a test knit so I'm having fun with that because it's a really simple pattern 
and there's a lot of a lot going on in my house right now because we're painting rooms and swapping bedrooms and moving things around and so there's a lot of oh what chaos chaos that's I feel like I'm living amidst chaos I know that it will all work out eventually but it's very difficult for me to live through painting and moving things around and that involves sorting through things that have been in closets for years and hopefully getting rid of a lot of it. (laughs) So I'm going through that right now. So the sweater is the perfect antidote to that. It unfortunately, it means that for the last few days, the last week, maybe I haven't had as much knitting time as I would like, but at least when I do pick up my knitting, it's pretty calm and easy. (laughs) Soothing. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's nice when that can be like the, juxtaposition of a busy life you know when your knitting actually brings you peace my knitting I think always brings me peace but it usually does I just need it a little bit right now more Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get it it's hard for me to have upheaval in my house I like having a calm house who doesn't of course yeah I get it (laughs) so that's the only thing I have been knitting how about you what are you working on like I said, this episode is brought to you by Helen Stewart because (laughs) I cast on her spindrift shawl which is Free if you sign up for her shawl workshop series of newsletters via email, which are actually really cool. Even as a somewhat experienced shawl knitter, I learned some things and it was a very interesting series of emails. I don't know if she's still offering that or not, but the shawl is a beautiful top down. I'm pretty sure it's a crescent shaped shawl. And it's all stock in it until you get to the edging, which is mostly an eyelet pattern. So very simple knit. And I'm using, yeah, very, very soothing. I am using a yarn called Creative Spark Yarn, and it's her Sockies base, which is a merino nylon blend. And her colorway is called You Are Being Deceived, and it is a combination of sharkskin and bodacious. So it's a Colors of Fall knit along um, contender. And it's beautiful. I showed it to Charlene. They are Charlene's colors. Absolutely really Charlene's are. colors. I love them. I absolutely <laughs> love them. I will probably feel guilty if I keep <laughs> it because it's it, like is screaming to be yours. No, it's your, I mean, I see pinks in there too. Yeah. It's the, definitely got a whole, the whole gamut in there. I, yeah, I the, definitely see it as your colors also. The bodacious is tonal from a pink to a purple Mm -hmm. so that's where the pink is coming from and then the gray is tonal as well it's not a solid shark skin gray there's some darker bits in it as well and it's really really soft so i'm really enjoying that super peaceful happy knit oh and there's my progress keeper i was looking for this little yarn ball progress keeper and i couldn't remember where it was it's It's on on my project (laughs) doing its job so that's the spindrift shawl by helen stewart I also cast on a second Wonder Wander hat, which is a colorwork hat by Megan Williams of the Stockin' It Zombies. I knit one of those several months ago, and I'm knitting a second for my friend Melissa. I knit the cowl, High Plains cowl by Brandy for my friend Melissa in Madeline Tosh DK Twist Tart. And the hat is in Tart and Neighborhood Fiber Company charles center it's her dark gray color that i love so much Mm -hmm. it is beautiful wait until you see it oh my gosh the yarn is beautiful Mm -hmm. and so the color work is kind of like a not a mosaic necessarily it's a really cool geometric pattern and it looks really pretty in this yarn combination and melissa picked the two yarns out and her birthday is later this month Mm -hmm. and she doesn't know she's getting these they're not summertime wear a hat Mm. and a cowl but (laughs) with the fog lately she could easily wear the hat in the mornings so working on that really enjoying that I looked on Ravelry today and I think there are only like 18 of these projects for this hat it's a fantastic knit Hmm. it's really fun it goes really quickly and I was really surprised there were only 18 it's Hmm. a fabulous hat so that was project number two and guess what I took out of hibernation the hoodie shawl cardigan Oh, yay. by Suzanne Summers. I took it out of hibernation because another local yarn store highlight, our local yarn store, the Swift Stitch, got a new to me base in. I'm going to let you say what the base name is because I can't remember. It's a yarn by Plymouth called Happy Feet 100 Splash. 
and splash because it's speckled. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlene again texted me and said, oh, we got these in. And she sent me pictures, teaser pictures. So well, I had to come I down. one of them might work. Yes. For the shawl. And so. it, the, yeah, the hoodie shawl cardigan. So I to, mean, the, the, cardigan, the cardigan, excuse me. To refresh your memories, if you have not been following the saga. So this is a top-down cardigan that is knit as if it's a shawl. And then it is knit as if it's a cardigan. It's a very magical combination. And it is striped in the shawl area. And then you transition to a different third color for the body. And the pattern itself has a speckled yarn. Well, I tried to knit it in a variegated yarn for the third color. And the first time I knit it, I thought it was one of the striped colors that I didn't like. So I ripped it all the way back out. The second time I knit it, I decided it was the variegated yarn that I didn't like in combination with the stripes. So ripped it all the way back to the stripes. And Charlene was right. One of the colors of the Happy Feet Splash works perfectly. It's called Blue Oreo. Yay. And I love that name. Isn't that great? Blue <laughs> Oreo. So you can imagine what that looks like, can't you? Like crushed up Oreos with blue in it. So Yeah, yeah I can. <laughs> my stripes are turquoise and dark gray with blue Oreo speckles for the body. So that is, I've already wound the yarn. It's all ripped back to where it needs to be. And when I get a quiet moment, that is going to be back in rotation. So I'm really excited about that. I didn't give up on it. And lo and behold, the yarn turned up and it's going to become a reality after all this time. Can I say I love your international hand symbol for I wound the yarn? Oh, I <laughs> was totally winding it up. It's true, I was. <laughs> my hands are talking very, very vocally today. And I was actually, we did a road trip to see my mother-in-law on Saturday. And I brought that project with me and I wound the yarn in the car. I ripped it back to the stripes in the car, it, it going one direction. And on the way home, I finished another project. Well, it didn't quite finish, but close. So that's the third thing that's back on the needles is the hoodie shawl cardigan. And I'm Yay. really excited. So there we go. I feel, I feel like my knitting is becoming successful again. <laughs> I was in a rut for garment knitting for most of the year and I kind of feel like it's coming back. So yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah. So what have you finished since the last episode? I finished one thing. I talked about it last episode, my buttercup by Yay! Heidi Kiermeyer. I'm so happy with this. This is the project that I knit in the Holst Garn Coast. We keep mentioning this yarn. 50 merino, 50 cotton, fingering weight, lovely blend for warmer weather. And it is also, the interesting thing is it's also a lighter gauge than the pattern calls for. I knit mine without any modifications to the pattern. I just knit it knowing that I would get a smaller garment, which was my goal because I had previously made it and it turned out too big. So I was really happy with the way this one turned out. The fingering weight substitution, a couple of folks have done this. If you look in the projects on Ravelry, again, with the goal of getting a smaller garment because the top is very open. And at the neckline. Open at yeah. the neckline. It's, it's a very deep neckline. And a lot of folks just wanted something a little tighter, a little smaller. And because it is A-line and top-down, you just increase as you go. If you get the top more fitted, you can make the bottom part of the garment, once you get past the lace portion and the bust, you can A-line it to whatever size you want. Mm -hmm. You can really customize it because you can try it on as you go. It's it's a really fun little pattern, and it is my third one that I've made. I have since given the one away that was too big. I still have one in my closet, but because I believe the pattern is for, it's written for D, DK white yarn, which I did use, and even though it was a cotton blend that I used, I used the Rowan Calmer. It still feels a little heavy yeah. to me, just because the DK yarn creates a thick fabric. Mm -hmm. The yarn itself is not 
heavy. In fact, it's very lightweight. I, I believe it's almost 200 yards for a 50 gram skein. I believe. Oh, I really? Check. I, I, it's it's a wow. very lightweight yarn because it's not even 100% cotton. It's part acrylic. Feels the, the thick fabric of the DK weight yarn wasn't what I was going for for this top. So I finally got one that I'm really happy with. And it's so <laughs> adorable on her. Yeah, it's really nice. I used a Wisteria, which is a lavender color. Well, and looking at this yarn, I think this shawl would look really cute with that sweater. It probably would. Yeah. My, my, you are being deceived colorway. I think that there's some Wisteria in this, in this shawl. The interesting thing about it, I yeah. used way less yarn than I thought I would. I only used 639 yards. So I have a whole skein left in the Wisteria colorway. We talked about this a little bit last episode because I was saying I thought I would have a whole skein left. And yes, I do have a whole skein left. So I will be using that along with possibly the leftovers of the sweater that I'm currently knitting and the small set that Gail has, which includes the Wisteria, which is a gradient set. Yep. So I think I'll have more than enough to do another project. Yeah, I think so. It'll yeah. be pretty too. So that's the only thing I have finished. How about you? Have you finished anything? Oh my gosh, I have an epic finish. Yay! I finished my Lily Pilly. Woo! I finished it. I forgot to bring it to show Charlene. Dance. I can't believe it. <laughs> Total happy dance. I mean, I was almost floating. I was so happy. I finished that thing this weekend. Fourth of July weekend and... On Sunday, I sat down in the morning with, I think, two lace repeats to go, and I just cranked that puppy out. I was like, ah, I'm finishing this thing today no matter what. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It is so pretty. I am so glad I ripped back the sloppy stockinette garter. portion of garter. I'm sorry, garter portion of the stripes. I said stockinette instead of stripes. And it's beautiful. The colors are spectacular together. I look forward to wearing it, and I promise I will have finished object photos up soon because I want to show it off. It has been such a long time coming. Yay. So, yeah, there was some struggle there with the lace, and the sloppiness of the garter was completely my fault because I realized after I spoke about it last, I had switched to a larger needle to do the lace and continued with the larger needle onto the stockinette, which was why it was so sloppy. So, of course, I should have realized that before row 82, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that just happens sometimes. So, Lily Pilly is done, and Yay. that is a rectangular shawl pattern by Amba O'Brien that has three colors. There are sections of striped garter stitch separated by lace and some tips. The lace is... It's all knit on the bias, mm -hmm. which means that the lace isn't quite as straightforward as when you're knitting straight. So stitch markers made a big difference. I used stitch markers between each repeat in the end part of the lace, which really made a big difference. I highly recommend using stitch markers. However, after each lace repeat, I think it's a 10 row repeat, you have to remove the markers and replace them because oh. it's knit on a bias. Those stitch markers move. Right, because so, you're decreasing the stitch at one end. And increasing, and increasing at, the other. at the other. Exactly. So you have to remember to take them out and put them back in at the end of each 10-row repeat. And I highly also recommend the use of a lifeline on this pattern. If you're not familiar with the idea of a lifeline, when you start each section of lace, you take... A tapestry needle with some yarn on it that should be a contrasting color and a smooth yarn that's the same weight as the yarn you're knitting or lighter weight and you put that needle through every stitch every live stitch so that you have this contrasting yarn running through your work so what happens is as you continue to knit if you make a mistake and have to rip back you can rip all the way back to the lifeline and your stitches stop at that lifeline. So then you can put them back on your needle and continue on. So what happened with me, every time I started the 10 row repeat in the first lace section, for some reason, I got off on the third row. I don't know what I did, but every time when I got to the third oh. row, I was completely off. So I had to rip back. Oh, well, without the lifeline, ripping back lace is not fun. No. So 
I highly recommend the use of a lifeline and I highly recommend the use of stitch markers. Just move them at the end of the 10 row repeat and that made the second lace section so much faster. So, and I learned Good that tip. tip thanks to Barb, who is Barb Knits, who is still struggling to finish hers. And she's so close. She's so close. <laughs> so that's Lily Pilly. I loved, I love the finished object. And like I said, the second lace section went much faster and was actually fun to knit versus the first one, which was not because I wasn't using stitch markers. So, <laughs> and I've also finished some gift knitting. So July is a big month in my family. My mom, an aunt, an uncle, a nephew... Wow. My grandma, Charlene, and my other best friend, Melissa, are all in the same month. Wow. So I have major gift knitting. <laughs> and so I'm knitting. I did the cow and the hat for Melissa. And I'm knitting Fairy's Firelight Mason Jar Covers, which is a pattern by Jen Sheelan. Jen has beautiful patterns, and she also has a podcast, and she is doing a knit-along called a jar-along. So if you knit one of her mason jar covers, you can enter it into her jar-along, and she has some super fun prizes, and I knit two of them this weekend. I knit wow. a big one, so she has each pattern is sized for a large mason jar or a small mason jar. So I did one of each. And she, on her, one of her recent podcasts, showed off these screw-on lids that have chains so you can hang these. So mm -hmm. the idea is you knit this beautiful cover, you put it on the mason jar, and you put a tea light inside the mason jar, and it looks really, really pretty. So with this screw-on lid, you can actually hang the mason jar in your yard somewhere, and it just makes a beautiful little, you know, outdoor lamp or accent for the garden, or you could use it indoors. I was thinking... They have those little LED lights that you can mm -hmm. use now, so it doesn't even have to be an actual flame. Yeah. You can use that as a nightlight. Yeah. Yeah, it could, yeah. It would be a really pretty nightlight. Yeah, because I don't use candles anymore because pets. So. Yeah, pets for sure. Yeah. yeah. Neither of us have little kids anymore, but pets are definitely but an pet, issue. Yeah. I've yep. seen too many cats light their tails on fire. Oh, videos. <laughs> kind of thing. I haven't seen that, but... Yeah, Heard you haven't actually witnessed it firsthand, no. <laughs> right? So that's a really fun quick knit, too. As I said, I knit two of them this weekend, and they're just super fun. The Fairy's Firelight is a lace pattern. Again, I used stitch, stitch markers, and that one flew off the needles. And what else is I going to say about those? I think that was it. I used up all of my natural yarn. I had a skein of Knit Picks palette in natural that I've had in my stash forever and now it's all gone. So I have to find some more yarn to keep knitting some more of those for those July presents. <laughs> and then I also finished the My Kind of Love shawl that I talked about on the last episode. That's a pattern by Nadia Cretin Lachen and I knit it with my Rainbow Gradient and Madeline Tosh Tosh Merino Light Charcoal Gray and I will have finished object pictures of that as well. It is so pretty. Nice. It really is a gorgeous, gorgeous shawl. It makes my heart very happy. So I've finished quite a bit. I'm very yeah. proud of myself. And now hopefully I'll get into some more garment knitting because it's been a long time. All right. So we have a couple of announcements, don't we? Mm -hmm. So first I wanted to say, I finally remembered to close the knitting all around stitch dictionary thread finally and draw a prize winner. Finally. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I had noticed that at some point this week, and made a note to self and probably forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that has been open a mighty long time. Yeah. And our winner, I forgot what number it was, but the winner was Jay Chant, our friend Julie. So nice. congratulations, Julie. Please get in touch with me and actually get in touch with Charlene, yeah. please, because she will be able to pass your address on to the wonderful people to the publisher yes. who are providing the book and mm -hmm. I believe a skein of Blue Sky Alpaca Shirt. Yay. So yay, Julie. <laughs> and Charlene has a public service announcement. Two, actually. So my public service announcement stems from a discussion we had back in our December 2015 chat thread. When, wow. Yes, when <laughs> six months, seven months ago, when you had wound a skein of your, I think it was a Madeline Tosh Merino light, oh. and it had mysteriously broken into many little lengths mm -hmm. of yarn. And you thought perhaps it was carpet beetles or, or moths yeah. had gotten to it at some point. And we do have a resident expert in our group, Jess, Jess aka Delphinian. Well, she had mentioned that there were two ways 
to quote unquote treat yarn if you suspected you had critters. And so my public service announcement to you is that now is the time to take advantage of one of those ways of treating. Jess had mentioned that one of the easier methods of treatment of suspect yarn was to put it in a plastic bag in a hot car for at least 30 minutes as long as the temperature is over 120 degrees. So for many of us, if we park our cars in the hot sun at midday, the cars inside with the windows shut will reach yeah. that temperature. And you can always put a thermometer in there. That car was, car was really loud. Yes. <laughs> you can always put a thermometer in there if you are unsure. And of course, you can always leave it in there longer than 30 minutes. I myself would probably, if I were treating yarn, I would probably just put the yarn in there for an afternoon. Or the whole, whole night. Afternoon. Just leave it in there yes. overnight, yeah. Yeah. But your hottest temperatures, of course, are going to be when the sun is overhead. So that that's just it. Very short and sweet public service announcement that now's the time to take advantage of the warmer temperatures and take care of any suspect yarn you might have without chemicals. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Today we were on our way to the city meeting and our neighbors were in the car and there was a little spider crawling on Mike and I grabbed the little spider and I put him out the window and my neighbor said, that made me love you so much. It was so nice of you not to squish that little spider. And I said, the only bugs I kill are mosquitoes and things that might hurt my yarn. <laughs> okay. And, and then the second was... Is Mother Bear, Mother Bear knit, knit along. along. So the two knitlet chicks, Barb and Tracy, are two of our fabulous knitting friends. And they are doing their annual Mother Bear Knit Along. And they asked us to give you guys a reminder if you'd like to participate. And there are some little bullet points they wanted us to cover. So this is the Mother Bear Project, which is a fabulous charity to give hand-knit bears to children in Africa. And I believe they are orphans from AIDS. Their parents have died from I AIDS, I believe. I think it's I all children that are touched by AIDS in right. some way, a family member or orphaned. Yeah, okay, that was actually one of Barb's bullet points, of course. So, and she said mostly Africa, not all Africa. So, I know that Barb and Tracy have each knit at least 80 of these bears. There are both knitting, ooh, blue heron. gorgeous blue heron just landed like right in front of us. We got to see it fly. Lovely. Oh, it's beautiful. Now it's walking behind the boats. <laughs> but they've each either knit and or crocheted 80 and the pattern is for purchase from the Mother Bear Project, and all of the proceeds from buying the pattern go to help pay for the shipping because they ship all of these bears directly to Africa. So you can imagine how expensive the shipping costs are. Now, last year, they had 313 bears wow. put into their knit-along, and the knit-along goes from July 1st through the end of September, but any bear you have knit in 2016 can be entered. And I think you can enter every single bear you knit as a separate entry. And of course they have a lot of prizes and you can go to the two knit lit chicks group in Ravelry for all of the details, but it is a fabulous cause. And like I said, the proceeds from the pattern go towards the charity. It's a complete nonprofit activity. The woman who runs it here in the U S who started the project, it's, she goes around and collects them and sends them all to Africa and you can see pictures of your bears with their new owners and it's a really sweet, sweet charity. So please go check that out if you're interested. Mm -hmm. She said so far over 119,000 bears have been distributed to children who need this comfort. Wow. Isn't that cool? So that was, those were our public service announcements. <laughs> now, colors of fall update. So cast on was... June 20th, and you have until September 22nd, so almost exactly three months, to knit your beautiful Colors of Fall items. That can include any of the colors of fall or the colors of the year mm -hmm. or the spring colors as well, depending on where you are in the world. And I wanted to thank Lori, who is Boston Mama Knits of the Boston Mama Knits podcast, and Jenny and Nicole of Stash and Burn. They all talked about the knit along on their recent podcast, which was fabulous, especially Lori did a very in-depth description of it, which was fantastic. Nice. 
and we have lots and lots of prizes. I wanted to go over the prizes. We have four patterns donated from Paige, who is Decapo Knits, two patterns donated by Yelena, who is Yelena Dasher. We have three patterns from Vanessa, Vanessa Polo. We have a $7 downloadable pattern from Terry, who is Holiday on Ravelry. Oh, we have two project bags from Zoe, who is Espresso Bean on Ravelry. These are all listeners who, some of them aren't even designers or no, they don't have generous. any kind of shop, <laughs> shops at all. They're just being fabulous. We also got an Allison bag from Vivian, who is Upstate Viv on Ravelry, and she has the Etsy shop Pearl and Plum. She also sent me and Charlene each one of her bags, and they are spectacular. I oh, highly recommend nice. you check out her mm -hmm. shop. We have a bag from Uli, who is Mommy Knits, and she has... Oh, I just forgot the name of your store, Uli. I am so embarrassed. Okay, it will be linked in the prize threads and on this episode's threads. She has her Etsy shop is in Canada. And we have another one from Creative Spark Yarns, who also does project bags. We have a lot of project bags, indeed, as prizes. So, super excited about all of the fabulous prizes. Thank you so much, everybody, for your generosity. And thank you so much for all of the excitement in our knit-along thread. Oh, my yes. goodness. Some people have already finished projects. And if you are a longtime listener, you know the only requirements for this knit-along are to knit something with the colors of fall and to style an outfit. So Charlene is the mastermind behind this knit along and I can't wait to start seeing the outfits. <laughs> so I need to open the FO thread because I haven't done that. Yet. Oh yeah. I'm behind. People will be needing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only saving grace with this knit along is that they've finished objects, but they ne haven't necessarily styled them into an That's outfit. True. That's true. So I have a little breathing room, but when mm -hmm. I open the thread for this episode tomorrow, I will also open the finished objects thread for the knit along. Okay. All right, and we have a feature segment this we week. We wanted to talk a little bit about ripping or oh, rip. <laughs> the zen of ripping or frogging back your knit work, which can be very heartbreaking, but also can be very zen. I'm becoming much more zen about it. So, well, to talk about it as a feature segment was Gail's idea because she told me that she feels she has ripped more this year than any other. I'm certain I have ripped more than this year. <laughs> I almost feel like I have ripped more this year than I've actually knit. Hmm. I mean, obviously I've ripped as much as I've knit, but I feel like <laughs> I did more backwards progress than forwards progress this year. Yeah. It can feel that way. Yeah, this year has been that way. Hmm. I started to knit and ripped back the Arabella sweater. I ripped back a very, very good portion of Lily Pilly. I started to knit and ripped out Gail Light, the poncho by oh, yeah. Alicia Plummer. And I ripped back the hoodie shawl cardigan one and a half times. Yes. So that's a lot of ripping. And that doesn't even include other like <laughs> smaller bits of ripping. That was that was the the a majority. Row here, a row there. Yeah, I'm not didn't even counting that. Yeah. No. Those are those were the big things that I ripped. And looking back, there were very specific reasons that each of those were ripped either fit. I decided that the Arabella just wasn't going to look good on me. The fit of it just wasn't going to work with my body the way my body is right now. Mistakes. The Lily Pilly lace sections were ripped back because of mistakes. Uh, color combinations, the hoodie shawl cardigan, a lot of all of that ripping was due to me not liking the colors once they mm -hmm. were knit up together. Mm -hmm. They looked great in the skein next to each other sitting yeah, on my sometimes bed. Sometimes you just, if you don't make a swatch using all your colors together sometimes you just don't know until you actually knit it how they're going to play off of each other i don't even think in that case if i had knit a swatch i would have known it was well, the yeah. swath of material yeah that i because in both cases ripping back the hoodie shawl cardigan i knit a very large section of the variegated <laughs> before i realized i didn't, you like, didn't it. like it yeah. mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Or before I really knew, because yeah. that's another part of the process and, of ripping. For yeah, me. and sometimes you just have to see it. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no other way to know for that. Mm-hmm. And then also, just seeing it is the bad yarn and pattern combination, which was Gale Light. Mm-hmm. The yarn that I chose just wasn't going to make me happy right. in that pattern. Right. And I don't think because I swatched for that, even with a swatch, there was no way to know in advance before I got into actually knitting that yeah, long rose that you could know. a swatch is a little small piece of fabric, mm-hmm. and that's one of the ways swatches lie to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So because I swatch... There are lots of ways swatches mm-hmm. lie to us. So. That's a whole other whole other <laughs> yeah. feature sub-segment. A whole other discussion. And I was realizing as I was sitting down writing the show notes for this that there's a whole process that I go through when it comes to ripping. It's like the seven stages of grief. I hate to, I hate, I'm not trivializing grief in any way, but there are stages that I go through when it comes to ripping. First there's Mm -hmm. denial. I deny, I tell myself that, no, this is great. It's really not as bad as you think. Like the 80 rows of sloppy garter stitch on Lily Pilly. It's really not that bad. Just keep knitting. It'll get better the more you knit. It'll block out. It'll It'll block out. It'll block out. Or it's really not that bad. You know, it's just in your head. So there's the whole denial part and then there's the disappointment of oh it really is that bad (laughs) it really it really does look sloppy or those colors really don't work together I really am not going to like knitting this whole garment in this yarn I find the disappointment step is when my project will often go into timeout yes yeah it sits there for a while before I'm to the next before you have to think about it yeah or or while you think about it or while your brain thinks about it and you don't think about it. Yeah, exactly. You Your subconscious I mean. yes, worries away at it. To say. And that's the next stage for me is anxiety is the whole, okay, I have to rip. Oh God, do I rip now? <laughs> do I wait? Am I, or am I sure? Maybe I need to ask Charlene's opinion or maybe ask, you know, if it's color, ask Max's opinion. There's this whole like gnawing anxiety about right. it, which really gets blown up beyond what it should of be. Of course, Just, that's, that's knitting. anxiety. That's what anxiety is. Yeah. So there's the anxiety phase and then comes the acceptance and relief of, yeah, I'm going to rip this. Once you've made the decision. Yeah. There's a relief. Yeah. Yes. There's, I've accepted it. It needs to be ripped. And then it's just, okay, I'm ripping this now. Right on. And then there's the satisfaction of pulling it out. It's like, I didn't like you and I'm pulling you out and I'm going to use this yarn for something I like better. And yep, I own my knitting and like I'm going to succeed and I'm going to knit this into something I really like and that's it. I'm happy I'm ripping you out now. So the, that satisfaction step is one of the notes that I had written down. And I kind of summed it up in a hashtag, tink like a boss. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Because we tink all like a boss. knit and rip. We all do. Mm-hmm. But it's in the attitude. You yeah. have to own the ripping. And... You're ripping because you want to be in charge of your knitting. Because you want a garment you're going to like. Yeah. So hashtag tink like a boss. I like that. (laughs) That's awesome. Tink like a boss. And it's funny because, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about different people commenting about ripping in the thread over the last many, many years Mm -hmm. and things as small as like Laura, Laura knits PA. She knit that Rocky coast and she had one flipped cable yes like in the center back and she decided after much debate so she was going through denial and disappointment and anxiety Mm -hmm. and she decided that she wasn't gonna like that even though it was on her back I was like just let it go man it's on your back who's ever gonna notice yeah you're never gonna see it but she knows she owned it she ripped it all the way back and she read it and she was so happy she did and Terry Holity just started a new thread in our group called accountability buddies I think Uh And her whole idea with that was if you think you have a mistake and you want more opinions on whether you should rip it back or not, go post in that thread and we'll either hold your hand or we'll tell you, no, just, just squint and you won't see it or whatever kind of support you need. But I think most of us, I think nine out of 10 of us do rip it back. Well, and that was another note that I had written down. I said, if you have a section, a stitch, a miscrossed cable, like Gail mentioned, something about the piece that you just cannot stop thinking mm-hmm. about. You're probably 
better off ripping because I know in my case, it, it has happened where I have had pieces that have some knitting indiscretion in them and it's affected the way I feel about the entire piece. Yes. And I either can't wear it or can't give it away. It, it just affects the way I feel about the piece and my, the joy isn't there. <laughs> yeah. The wearability of whatever it is, because you see it as a glaring error every time right. you look at it. Right. Yeah. And if you have to ask others if <laughs> they can see your air, rip it. Chances are high mm-hmm. that it's bugging you. I, I have seen some folks laughingly say, oh, there's an air in there. Can you see it? And they're okay with it. They're laughing about it. So some people can be okay. I think it depends on what the air is, of course. Just just like anything else. It, you know, some things get to some people, some things mm-hmm. don't. So it depends on who you are as a knitter, who you are as a perfectionist or non-perfectionist. I don't know what the opposite of perfectionist is. <laughs> Somebody who accepts things better than yeah, us it perfectionists where do. You we perfectionists on do. That scale. And sometimes it depends on the project. And where those, the error is. Yeah, all those factors yeah. can change depending on the project, where the error is. So we had a delightful, yeah, rip or not, mm-hmm. tink like a boss. Yes. We had a nice an idyllic little knitting afternoon a couple weeks ago with our friends, Carol, who's Mm -hmm. love pie, Sarah, who is Tortuga Sarah and Anne, who is a G so-and-so and Carol was knitting her Linus shawl. And she said, Oh, you guys, what do you think? I have, I forgot to do this increase on the edge of the shawl. I don't know if I should rip back or not. It's going to bug me. And we all said, if it's going to bug you, rip it back. Right. And it took her <laughs> you, like. You gave us the answer yeah, right you gave, there. <laughs> if, if you said it's going to bug you, you need to rip it back. And it took her, I don't know, 20 minutes to redo it the did, knitting she had ripped. I think so. it, she, what I'm trying to say is it took her much more time dwelling on the thinking <laughs> yeah. about the ripping than the actual ripping. And remitting. can be the case sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. Yeah, and all I just want to put in a word that sometimes you might want to rip an entire garment as incomprehensible as that may sound. Your love of the yarn may dictate ripping an entire garment. And you're the master of that. I have done that several times when... I just couldn't let go of the yarn because I really loved the yarn for whatever reason. And I wanted a garment or a something made out of that yarn. And I have done that. I, and I have to admit, I've even done it with yarn that I haven't loved so much because there's something somewhat for me anyway, there's something a little bit freeing about having reclaimed yarn I feel like I can try something that maybe I wouldn't necessarily try oh, with brand I never new yarn. About that. <laughs> because if I don't like whatever it is that I'm trying, I, I feel like it's not really a loss because I've already, the yarn has already yeah. been used for something. So I tend to feel a little bit freer. A lot of times I have used yarn and I didn't plan it this way. I've just noticed looking back over my what we'll call my ripping career. (laughs) I've noticed that a lot of times when I reuse a yarn, I've used it to make a pattern that I've already made. So I'll, I'll use it to make something that I know I'll like just, but that's the opposite of what you just said. It is the opposite, but somehow I feel freer to do that in that situation also, because then I'm not, buying yarn to make the same thing again I yeah guess. that makes sense know. too well so in both of those situations have happened for me I'll, I'll feel freer to use the yarn to try something and I feel freer to use the yarn to make a second something which kind of doesn't make sense because if I know I'm gonna like it I should feel free to use nice yarn but there you go that's the way my brain works well I'm wondering <laughs> if if you said it frees you to knit something that you maybe wouldn't have knit maybe when you rip yarn you use another stash of yarn to knit the thing that you 
might not have knit because you have the yarn you repurposed to knit something that you already know you like. <laughs> so there's a little twist for you. <laughs> oh, an otter. Look at the otter right there. Oh, oh there. Finally the we saw sea otter one. Yes. just showed up. Oh. When we drove up, there were two sea lions in front of us. And we were saying, oh. Maybe we'll see an otter too. And you usually do when you're parked in the mm -hmm. harbor. They're usually oh, coming cutie. through here. So there yeah, tink like a boss. And one thing I do have to say though, there have been errors that I've made in my knitting that I've left on purpose mm -hmm. because they have a, it's a message to myself uh, in some way. <laughs> like the, the mistake I made when Stephanie soulmate was in our room at stitches that year uh, yeah. and I accidentally purled yeah. a row in my shawl. And every time I see that, that row, I'm, I'm not going to call it a mistake row because I left it in on purpose because I wanted to remember that's a that memory evening. row. Yeah. So every time I see, it, I'm like, Oh, that's right. That was the night. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That was so much fun. Mm -hmm. So, and I'll admit to leaving small mistakes in garments as well. Things that, there are some things to me I can I can live with. Oh, there's definitely do. a spectrum for me of things that I can live with versus things that I can't. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the whole process. If if I've already decided, oh, I don't care about those two stitches right there, then I don't have to go through the whole mental pro anguish right. of do I rip <laughs> or not. Yeah, there's definitely a spectrum. I think Cindy calls it a galloping mistake. If you're galloping oh, by right. and it works yeah. when you see it or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... That's one of those things. But I have ripped quite a few things. You have. You career. are my role model for ripping because you you do it in the Zen way that I'm starting to. I, <laughs> my whole mental process is shortened, much shorter now than it used to be. I actually like ripping things out because for me, the pleasure in getting it right exceeds the sadness or the disappointment of having made that for error in the first place. See, for me, it's not the sadness of making the error. It's the sadness of the wasted time. I think of it as a wasted time. Hmm. I spent all those hours knitting and it was a waste because now I'm ripping back. Yes, I do understand that. Too. That's, that's, yeah. that's something I guess but I try not to It's not like about. I have a shortage of knitting time. And every time Mike says, but isn't it the joy of knitting? Shouldn't you be happy you get to knit that again? <laughs> only a husband would say something like that right <laughs> every I have, time i have a friend who has said that her husband thinks it's great when she rips because she gets two projects for the price of one <laughs> yeah you're saving money that way dear look at it that way you don't have to buy that much more yarn it's like, you don't understand i already no. knit this yarn i don't want to knit it again <laughs> and it's kind of a make do and mend way of thinking too. I think when like you, you're willing to pull out a whole sweater and repurpose the yarn. To me, that's, it's something that I want to get to of the way of thinking where I'm willing to undo all of that work because I want to redo it or repurpose the yarn instead of buying more. Yeah. So that whole make do and mend type of right. idea too. Right. Yeah, and there is something to that. Mm -hmm. It just takes time. It, you know, that's something that we have to acknowledge, too. Ripping an entire sweater takes a lot of time. That's so, a whole, at least two evenings you're not knitting because right, you're ripping. Yeah, exactly. And I'd much rather rip, knit than rip. Exactly. So, Although ripping goes so much faster than knitting. It's frightening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, tink like a boss. There you go. I yeah. like that hashtag. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I think that was it. Although, Barb, just for you. So Barb and Tracy and the Two Knitlet Chicks, they do this thing called Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of her as I was walking the dog because I was thinking, don't forget to talk about Mother Bear right. when she was talking about Thumbs Up. And I was walking the dog through the park where the men were playing basketball, mm -hmm. topless, mm -hmm. shirtless. I'm like, <laughs> there's a thumbs up for you. <laughs> thinking of Barb when I saw that it was just the 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 over oh there goes, there the, goes the hair, hair again. again oh so pretty and now we've nice. got a full view of it that was just my silly oh. where we're knitting and podcasting and walking the dog and <laughs> and eye candy all coincide it was very funny Barb I was thinking of you so mother bear knit along 
achieved. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all of your positive comments in the threads and participating in the colors of fall knit along and all the other wonderful things that knitting brings us. Yeah. And just remember during these wonderful summer days, have fun, have some fun with your knitting, enjoy it, get out, knit a little bit outside. Yeah. Soak up some vitamin D. Yeah. And <laughs> kill the bugs in your yarn That's out right. in the car. <laughs> All the things summer is good If you good have for. any suspect yarn, <laughs> take advantage of Mother Nature. There you go. Thank you for listening. Thanks. And bye-bye. Happy, Happy knitting. knitting. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.